Maybe do we want to do a cold open? That's just a big plug for the live pod. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. And we? So go. we'll do a fake cold open. Yeah. Where we're talking about. Hey guys, it's really exciting that next week. You do it this time. Did you just hey guys us? Well, I don't <laughs> hey, know what to do. Guys? I was trying to make it as fake as possible. Smash yes, that like right. button. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. What's up, everyone? I am keeping all of this in, but this oh, is all no. just to promote the fact that we're going to be at the Capital City Comic Con on Saturday, March 23rd at the Victoria Conference Center, specifically in Oak Bay Room 2 at 5.30 on that Saturday of the Comic Con. I'm so excited. I made that noise with my body. You really didn't, but I... Um, <laughs> Ryan has already looked at so many t-shirts that he might wear. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kirsten, what did you do to get ready? <laughs> I've been making noises with my body. So, anyways, come and see us. It's going to be so great. Where is it again, Brian? It's at the Victoria Conference Center, Capital City Comic Con, where... There on Saturday, March 23rd, 5.30 p.m. It must be free, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> how much money is $35. it? It's $35 if you want a day pass. Uh, I'm not sure how much a three-day pass is, but $35. To be clear, hey, it's not just us you're seeing for $35. No, no, no. no. We're on it's the whole comic We're on the same day as Dan Fogler. If you see Dan Fogler, please don't tell him we shat on Fantastic Beasts 2. Oh, Everybody please don't tell him that. Me. Yeah. Who's Dan Fogler? Tell Dan Fogler how much I love him. He's the baker. And he's in Walking Dead. Oh. He's, he almost got his no throat match. cut in the last episode. Hey, it's not his fault that that movie's bad. And he's also a, a, a comic book writer and illustrator. There you oh. go. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, I'm, I'm going to close by. Come and see us. Yeah, bye. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Avengers Endgame! Trailer! And other stuff, too. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek! The Zone's Geek Out, the podcast. Happy Pi Day! It is episode 23 of the Zone's Geek Out podcast. It's March 14th, 3 slash 14, 3.14 Pi Day. It's a nerd joke, never mind. Uh, and wow, so we got a room full of geeky, nerdy people who, by the way, four-fifths of us were late, sorry, because we were reading books to all the awesome kids at Wishard Elementary. Hi, kids at Wishard Elementary. Wait, they're not going to be listening to this You're podcast. Not gonna be listening we swear this. all the Don't time. Don't listen. Fuck! Turn oh, this off! Oh, no! <laughs> and now you get to listen back to yourself and laugh at yourself when you swear because Yay. that's what you said on the way back. Kids really have to funny. get read to what's next? Food, drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Webmeister Bud. I, hone, I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7:20 with Dylan and Jason on the Morning Zone. My name is DJ Boytano. You can hear me in the mixtape every weekday afternoon at five o'clock. My name is Paul Lestino, and I host that afternoon zone weekdays from two to six on the Zone at 91.3 FM Victoria, and also PJ Party Podcast. Art Aronson, uh, co-host of Between the Stammers and news reporter on The Q and The Zone. And I'm Kirsten James. Come on, give yourself more credit. You're on The Weekend Zone. You geek out with me in the geek department. You're an awesome graphic designer and all-around nice, awesome, perfect human. Come on. Yeah, Who reads to kids? To, I just wanted to hear other people talk about me. Oh, jeez. Fair enough. Smart. Do I mean? Do we even talk about what was on Buzz Weekly Geek Out this week? Or we just, I want to. Yeah, let's. Oh, well, you you want to? Of course, because you found the greatest topic <laughs> ever that I completely stole from you. I'm so sorry. Um, I started off the Weekly Geek Out this week with just a quick bit of chat about WebAuthn, which it's very stupid geeky, and it's the earliest days. It was made a standard by the W3C, the World Wide Web Consortium, and it is the first step 
in a probably years long process of hopefully eliminating typed in passwords for web services and whatnot. We're going to move more to biometrics and, you know, using your phone as a, as an authenticator mm. using, uh, you know, little devices, uh, USB dongles, that kind of thing. So it's the beginning of early days, hopefully less data breaches and, uh, it's coming, but that's what I wanted to talk about. No, it is not. You wanted to talk about the, uh, Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pet the dog? Yay! Fantastic Twitter account that uh, Kirsten found, put in our email thread, and I completely jacked it and talked about it on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. But it's a Twitter account with nothing but video games and whether or not you can pet the dog in them, which is brilliant. Good find. They're Thanks, doing Kirsten. the Lord's work. Yeah, this is, this is a, the important job of the internet. This is the information. Why would you make a video game where you cannot... Pet the dog. Right? That's so true. If you're going to, you know, skin, a, like, make a dog, like, 3D skin and give it a if skeletal put structure. you a dog in there, yeah. what's it there for? What's the point if Why? not to pet? Mm-hmm. I know. What had the best dog petting action, do you think, of those Ooh, games? Um, I think Red Dead Redemption 2. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. it was also like a beagle-looking dog. Oh, it was okay. like some sort of hound, and it was like so happy to be pet it was wagging its tail yeah. its butt was involved in the wag like you know when a dog gets really excited there sure but, oh yeah. yeah red dead redemption too most disappointing dog that you could not pet the legend of zelda breath of the wild yeah blows my mind blows going my on mind. in that game right yeah. the first the, the first tweet the account ever put out was legend of zelda breath of the wild and no you cannot pet the dog jason said that you can, and then he got <laughs> thousands of text messages <laughs> of people saying, you're a fucking liar, Jason Lamb. See, he misinterpreted petting as opposed to comforting and feeding and making the dog feel happy, but no, like the, the, the Twitter account actually says, A catalog of pettable and non-pettable dogs in video games. Manual input resulting in visual representation of petting is required for affirmation. Oh, it's hilarious. This is, this is what the internet is for. Mm-hmm. Well, with that... Let's talk about Avengers Endgame. <laughs> hey, throw out the rundown. <laughs> out of nowhere. I mean, were any of us expecting this? No. Not I, now. We have a thing in our prep that says, uh, it should arrive before March 22nd. And it's March the 14th right yeah. now. So I woke up this morning and I just happened to be on YouTube and the number one trending thing was... The Avengers Endgame trailer. Incredible. Yeah. And I was like, well, I got to watch that. <laughs> do I need to run it on the screen here so we can talk about it, or should we just no, talk? No, about it? no, no, no. I'm sure. Let's not do let's, that. Uh, how many times have we seen it? I've seen it three and a half times. Um, Paul? Yeah, two times with Brian. Oh, and no, but then I watched it a third time, and I did stop it and like watch certain screens. Okay, Art, how many times have you seen it? It's close to seven or eight. All right, Kirsten, yeah. how many times have you seen it? She's, Kirsten has seen it once. And Brian, how many times have you seen the Avengers? You guys have all seen it once with me. <laughs> so that's and fine. I think I had five more times by myself so before that's ten. That. Yeah. But, okay, the thing about this trailer, the thing... Is it like it's what seven percent new footage? It's nothing is going on in this trailer that's brand new. It's just to psych us all out. It's just good. There's yeah. a couple things. Almost nothing new in this yeah. trailer. It's mostly like I would actually love to break down the percentages of what mostly is like old footage from previous movies and all that. Old footage or oh, time barf. travel? Oh, right. <laughs> Can we revisit? Let's, let's revisit the bet. Let's revisit yes. the bet. Yeah, let's go ahead. Now, my theory is that a lot of this problem is going to be solved using time travel. Ding! Paul very much disagrees with that theory. Yeah. Well, I think he just doesn't want it to be true. 
So to to will it into un- <laughs> non-existence, mm-hmm. he's bet me lunch that that won't be a plot point in in, in Avengers Endgame. How confident are you on that? Um, oh God, I don't know. And based on this trailer too, like Brian, because he's so in love and horny for time travel, was like pointing out every single I don't, thing. I don't think he was, ever said he was hot and horny for. It. He just is pretty sure. Yeah, that's oh my God, pretty hot and horny. He's, he's horny. Very horny. Yeah. For I wouldn't kick it out of bed. (laughs) So, like, everything that we saw in the trailer, he was like, that means time travel. They're wearing white, which means this is means time travel. That's time travel. Oh, whoa, what? Uh, They're eating a sandwich? That means time travel. You can't get time travel sandwiches in the past. Like, everything in the time travel sandwiches. Everything was time travel. I think the biggest thing in the trailer that made me think time travel was going to be a huge part of this was... Black Widow's hair, like it changes in every single scene you mm-hmm. see her. Yeah. And the hair like it's the biggest giveaway, it. I think. Yeah, they're just time yeah. traveling into the future because that's how hair works. <laughs> <laughs> Froze out, and then you can color it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? Mm. So I really don't think time. Okay, and what I said too is a stipulation of this bet is. A little bit of time manipulation, because I think maybe it was you, Art, said, like, we're dealing with a movie where there is a time stone. And that figured pretty prominently into the other two movies, um, Doctor Strange and Infinity War, where that time stone was present. There's that epic scene where Thanos turned no, back time, time manipulation. A little bit. No, no, no. I, time I'm going manipulation all in. does not count. No, I'm going all in, though, and saying that mm-hmm. old sets are going to be revisited. Because of the fact that this is almost like the end of an era, right? And so they're going to pay homage to all the films that came before it mm-hmm. and have scenes that were from some of these old movies. That's why I'd say is like, is this really new footage or, you know, is this revisited footage or uh, or scenes that, you know, did exist in past MCU movies but are now kind of being made part of this story. I really don't want it to happen. I'm, I'll be very disappointed if it all comes down to, like, let's hop in our DeLorean and quantum realm ourselves back in time and oh, kick Thanos man. in the nuts before he was Hitler or whatever it is. I just, like... You're going to have a negative review of this movie then, and I'm going to have a full belly. <laughs> <laughs> the final scene in this trailer, too, is them in their quantum suits. They're right? in quantum realm suits. They're, yeah. they're in the suit that Hank Pym wore in Ant-Man and the Wasp to get Michelle Pfeiffer back. Using... Yeah, but- they well, also, that's not using time travel, is it? No, 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 not no. necessarily. But what are they just going to do? Shrink down to a, a, like the size of atoms and then solve this problem somehow? Maybe I don't know. I don't. But why would they go back in time? No, I think they go back. They they use time travel through the quantum realm because that's how that's how Scott Lang discovered it. You know, that's how he got out of the quantum. There's nobody there to get him out of the quantum realm except for. Stepping into that time vortex, which Michelle Pfeiffer warned him about. Okay, you know what? Oh. Now that you're describing it to me, I'm doubling down. I think I'm even more confident now in my bet because this is also stupid. Wait a minute! At the end of Ant Man, <laughs> so at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, is he stuck in the quantum realm because everybody else gets snapped away? Everybody else gets oh, because that could away. explain in the trailer then why he looks so shocked when he sees all those missing posters. Yeah, yes. right. so he yeah, comes out, so yes. he gets yep. himself out probably through the time vortex, mm-hmm. right? So he probably jumps. 
years into the future and sees all these missing posters oh, near his house. Okay, because I was I like, know. you were there. Why wouldn't you know the people got snapped? But mm-hmm. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of those posters, I want to give a big shout out to Tony P. Henderson. That is one thing that I fr- I paused on. Was the name on the, one of the posters is Tony P. Henderson. Looked him up. There's a few Tony P. Hendersons. One is like a marketing consultant for Aflac. So congratulations <laughs> on what was he? What did he fire Gilbert Godfrey or Aflac? Yeah. So that and then also there is a geeky podcaster named Tony P. Henderson hmm. um, out there in the world. So congratulations. Holy you shit. You got your name in an Avengers movie. His That's mine must you be got blown snaps. right now. Yeah. I don't like it doesn't look like it's a big following and everything. So I h- highly doubt that that was on purpose. But maybe. That's insane. And either way, hey, dude. Yeah. You like these movies. And also now there's your name in it. Yeah. That would shout be out unbelievable. To you. Tony. Tony. Tony, I think P. Tony P. Henderson. Tony yeah. P. Henderson. There you go. Find him on Facebook. Like the page. Rate, <laughs> join the group. Rate, review, subscribe. Well done. Well done. Wow. Insane. Uh, one big reveal in the trailer. Tony Stark back on Earth. Yeah. Yep. Right? That's yep. probably the biggest Brian reveal. Brian called that, by the way, because when we were looking at the Super Bowl trailer um, of who was digitally edited out of that scene, I think, Brian, you were like, I think that's room for Tony Stark's body. No, no, no. I think who was edited out of that scene, and this is this is now, this came to light after the, okay, should we do a spoiler alert here? Oh, yeah. Hey, Wait, are we spoiling alert on the trailer? Well, no. Spoiler alert for Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert for Captain Marvel. Oh, right, okay. Right, okay. Hit it, Mary. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. So if you haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, uh, maybe skip this this portion of it. But um, the post-credit scene for Captain Marvel, she shows up. Captain America still has his luscious beard, as you call it. Is it luscious? Did you call it luscious? Mm, yeah, luxurious, luxurious, luscious. I think, was the word yeah, luxurious, he used. Luscious, yeah. I think he wants something, to something along those lines. Okay. Very horny. Um, he wants so to that, suck Thai Szechuan sauce. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dude. Chinese. Okay. Yeah. Szechuan. I know. It wasn't wow. about that. It was just a sauce that would be nice to suck out of beards. Oh, my God. But you said Thai. Thai. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Thing. No, I want to explore that. No, no. Um, so, Captain Marvel shows up pretty early on in the Avengers. It seems like because they were fiddling with a page, or she gets paged. Mm-hmm. I think she was the one that was digitally erased from the Endgame Super Bowl spot when they're on the field looking up. What they're on the field looking up is the is the arrival of Tony Stark and Nebula. Yes. Now, so ah. the other thing that I pulled from Captain Marvel, I I had said that. You know, Lee Pace was wasted as Ronin the Accuser, and yes, I think he died. I think he was. But the the one thing I gleaned from his scene when he was like kind of at the outskirts of the plan of planet Earth, and uh, Captain Marvel goes and destroys all of his missiles and all of his ships and shit, and was about like she basically punched her like you know made a fist and punched her hand just like I'm gonna kick the shit out of you and then uh, Ronan was like okay head back to the nearest jump point that nearest jump point was right next to Earth so if Tony Stark is like you know light years away or whatever Mm -hmm. in space Mm -hmm. and he needs to get to Earth if he goes to Earth just kind of a normal way, like do 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 do, like <laughs> flying in a spaceship, that's going to take years, right? Right. Um, what we've learned from now this and from Guardians of the Galaxy two is that there are certain jumps, jump points within space that you can head to different areas of space. Right. Get to the jump point. So, I think that's how 
you know Tony Stark and Nebula get back. I think they they're they're going to try to do that. Their ship loses power. They probably find a bunch of the what is it the Cornex batteries or something that they get in the beginning oh, yeah. of Guardians do. That yep. powers up the ship and they find a jump point and they jump right back to Earth. Man, Premier John Horgan should have told Captain Janeway about jump points. Mm-hmm. Would have gotten That's the right. uh, um, Voyager we, pack. I have a feeling that Captain Marvel is going to solve everything. So I think that when she gets there, <laughs> uh, she they're going to be to him. They're going to be here like uh, we miss our friend Tony Stark, and uh, she's going to be like, "Not to worry, I'll get him." And she's going to push him in a spaceship. She's going to go rescue him. And he's him. like, "You boys couldn't get the job done." <laughs> <laughs> She's going to say just like that, too. Yes. You boys. You boys. Art's head will explode. (sighs) Okay. Uh, I'm lost now. That's not really it, is it? No, no, Okay, that's just like the first little moment. Cap's done, too. I think that's pretty obvious in this this trailer. You know, so another thing that I found, uh, I was re-watching some some old MCU movies, and a couple weeks ago I re-watched The Winter Soldier, and there's the scene where he's talking to um, uh, Arnim Zola. So, like, the computer, right? The living computer now. And the living computer is showing him all these things. uh, Like, there's uh, Howard Stark gets killed. And he shows a headline, like, almost like a Time Magazine article of Captain America. And the headline reads, the man who sacrificed himself to save all or or to save. Yeah, the man who sacrificed himself to save all or whatever. Whoa. That was a huge foreshadowing part. If If that was planted in there. For this, that's wild. I have a question. Yeah, um, he, he, Tony's saying in his uh, in his little verbal note to Pepper. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one, which is a bad choice of words. But anyways, what surprise do we think he was trying to pull off? Here? Coming back to Earth. Oh, coming, okay, coming right. back to Earth. Yeah, yeah that's likely. like. And at this point, he thinks because he was make it, referencing sure. his cave escape, right? At oh, first. that's mm-hmm. right too. So, and this is going to be very much like the cave escape, which is why I don't think. Which you know, I'd love to see it just to piss off Art, <laughs> but no. <laughs> which is why I don't think Captain Marvel oh, is going to save face. him. Oh yeah, I, agree. I think this so is going to be like an homage to Iron man one and he's yeah. going to be able to get himself out of her predicament here yeah. totally yeah a lot of hopelessness in this trailer for sure mm-hmm. and then resolve at the end that's those are the key themes i think of this trailer and as kirsten noted schindler's list like black and white with red being the only color uh colored in there was quite the genocide <laughs> <laughs> ed bain of the q morning show always says schindler's list not that funny. Um, oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> great line. That's great really line. Um, I do like oh. the scene where um, where the Hawkeye, Hawkeye is like is teaching, teaching his kids how to do archery, and you know what that's going to be? It's going to be like catching up with them on the farm, and all of a sudden they're all going to explode into dust, and he's going to get so. Oh, sad. you think this is before oh. the snap? Yeah, yeah. that's but why like, did he teaching them before the snap? Because like he decided he was going to retire. Look how happy gonna, like, he is, though. Right? Yeah, he's having fun. He's, he's having he's fun being a dad. So he, that high five is literally like he's gonna look down in his hand and there's gonna be a bunch of dust in it and that's why he goes nuts yeah. maybe that is God. like maybe this is the scene that that his kids and his family disappear oh yeah. and then he's like you know what I need a real cool haircut that's yeah. it you know? I think it's likely that's how the movie will start it's Dang. just like snaps happening kind of all over wherever yeah. we didn't see snaps happening before yeah. or at least you know what in this very personal moment with Clint here that's what that's how it'll start you're right it does seem far too happy for a, yeah. this stage of Marvel movie right because the next time we see him he's looking at him he's like Ugh. I'm so upset about this and you I took a, up swords and he got a haircut I got yeah. a haircut he became Ronin yeah. yeah. Not Ronan the Accuser, but... Oh, yeah, that's confusing. And they hold hands. 
he and uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. More more foreshadowing. Cap's yeah. So death here's there, like yeah. That, that this is a scene from Civil War, right? Um, Cap is holding oh. Peggy Carter's. And if you're wondering, we basket. are going shot for shot through this trailer, <laughs> yeah. which, which I think Jesus, we said we, just, we weren't going to do. Why did you bring it up, bud? Just yeah. keep playing it. All right. I'm just going to keep playing. It. There we go. And we can just playing it. <laughs> and so we're going to do the same thing where we'll have these long stretches of not talking where we're just watching a okay, trailer while recording a podcast. At Great the pod. end of the trailer, uh, where there's that awesome scene with um, Thor, he gets his. Um, Storm. Stormbreaker. Yeah, he's like summons Stormbreaker and it comes over Captain Marvel's shoulder and she doesn't like flinch. Doesn't even blink. <laughs> I just made this realization now. I was like, why is his eye all fucked up in that scene? Like, it looks so weird. And then I remember. Oh, you don't remember? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right? But then, but then I was like, he, he's been eye. furied. His one eye. Yeah, I love that scene with Captain Marvel and Chris Hemsworth, Thor there. I think Thor, I think Chris Hemsworth is such a good comedic actor. Yeah, like he can pull that off with anybody now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I love totally. it. Um, I really liked the scene too, where Rocket is sitting on War Machine's shoulder. I thought that was quite neat. Yes, that that's like, probably my favorite visual. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's a pencil. I thought it was like a lever of some kind or something. I thought there was gonna be a bigger clue in that scene where Ant Man is jumping, but it's just like a number two pencil. Yeah, you're just bouncing yeah. off the eraser of a pencil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no Thanos in this trailer. Does that uh, surprise However, you? However, purple, purple background. If you notice the, you know the. Tra- the trailer, the title card is very purple in its color still. So, so Mace Windu is going to show up. <laughs> Someone's going to change from light to dark. Yeah. And it's good also that uh, Captain Marvel brought tank tops with her. And she changed out of her outfit, her superhero costume. She could have borrowed it from Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah, yeah. Well, freaking yeah. Thor's in a duffel coat or yeah, something. Yeah, where'd he like, get the hoodie oh, from? I do like Valhalla. The, I, say, I like the, the style. <laughs> Valhalla. Valhalla Pure Outfitters. That's funny. It's a good joke. That is really it. good. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny okay, stuff. great. Good, good trailer. Not much. And we will just psych ourselves out just watching this trailer over and over oh, again. Oh, for sure. Oh, this you kidding me? Absolutely. Be, yeah, it's about a month and a half of watching this same trailer over and over and over again. Yeah. Is that how long it is? Away? I think it's less than that, isn't it? April 29th. Oh, okay. Yeah. 1992. There's a riot in the streets. Tell me, where were you? Oh, Stormbreaker's a great looking thing. Can we get though. tickets yet? Mm-hmm. Tickets no. on sale yet? Okay, so no? I just looked it up because I was like, tickets, we got to know when they're going on sale now that they've dropped this. They still have not released a date, except Reddit is oh. strongly saying April 2nd. That's like apparently a leak. That's two weeks away. I know. And then there's like, I it's Googled Tuesday. it. Tuesday. And, and it's just everyone being like, all of the fucking articles are clickbait. It's like, Avengers Endgame tickets on sale this week? Tickets on sale. Avengers Endgame. All of them are the exact question mark. Thing. I hate yeah. you, clickbait. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We're all going to see it together, though, right? Another pod family oh, yeah. team. Oh, yeah. Pod field trip. It's yeah. definitely three hours, though. Oh, What's the wow. uh, so, it's late night? You're all going to watch me pee into an empty soda cup. The date is the 22nd? Was No, April 20, 29th. 29th. That's a Monday. That's a Monday. Monday. Is, but that right? it it is that gonna, right? I thought it was the 25th. Or 26th. Hang on a second. April 26th. Okay, sorry. That, that makes way more sense. I was sense. thinking of Sublime. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said the whole yeah. string of uh, Yeah, so April 26th. Friday, April 26th. So we'll probably be going on Thursday the 25th. It was riots on the street because people were watching Endgame and oh, Captain Marvel solved everything and Art was mad. They go back to 1992. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there was a riot on the street. Oh, my goodness. All the tie-ins. Yeah. That's incredible. All right. What else are we talking about? Is let's there, hit that Aladdin anything trailer. Anything else to talk about? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's trailer? Actually, yeah. We are going to. Are we done? Are we done with Avengers before we Wait, wait. We are. There's, how much more can we really, yeah. like, take out of this trailer, Brian? But we're, I we're get about back to spend into five the, minutes answering I just want to get question. back into the Don't bet for a second. Just so I can, I can understand the bet. The bet is 
Brian, you think you're going full in time travel. Yeah. Time, and like somebody goes back in time, fixes yeah. something, and that changes and things in the back. future. Yeah. yeah. For and Brian to win, a character has to go outside of their time, back or forth. That, that seems matter. like the easiest bet to win, Paul. Like you, Shh. the odds. <laughs> let, let them make the bet. Let the man make the bet. Right. No, I think it's hacky, and I don't think they're going to do it. You honestly. don't think one person is going to use a time stone to, to manipulate go. time a little bit that doesn't get that doesn't uh, win Brian the bet that's me I feel like there's going to be like caveats that come out when Brian inevitably wins like you're going to be like what Okay, well, yeah. guess what? We have a month and a bit, so if you can think of other, like, like hinky things that would come into this, or like weird if stipulations, they, it, like even if they if they revisit the Battle of New York, that's time travel. Okay, that's time travel. All right, yeah, so okay. Brian wins. Yeah, that's okay. them visiting time. That's them <laughs> okay. leaving. All right, it's time travel, not manipulation. That's that's pretty. The solid. thing is, the thing that I'm. The, if if I were Kevin Feige, what I would want, if because this is sort of the end of an era. Um, and this is sort of also paying homage to all the movies that came before it. What I would want somebody to do after watching Avengers Endgame is to pick up all of the DVDs mm. and everything from the movies that came before it mm-hmm. and watch it and have a new appreciation for it because these scenes have come into play in the, uh, the main story in Avengers Endgame. I think there's enough there. <laughs> you so O'Brien lunch. There's not like cool. Get in on it with Kristen. I'll double down right now. No, buy you lunch not, too, or else I get two lunch. Are we all gonna go? rate our yeah, top Marvel yeah. movies too before Endgame, or we're we gonna do it after Endgame? Do you mean that list of twenty things? Twenty. Um, Twenty-one. Holy 20, smokes! Yeah, that was, yeah, that hurt my now. head just looking at it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also I feel bad for the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Sorry, it's always the bottom of everyone. Yeah. yeah, well, and and that's fine. It's fine to be the bottom of of that, especially because it's where it belongs. I think it's also because mm-hmm. the main character is now a different actor. That hurts. Right? Yeah, and it certainly hurts it. It also the and then the actor. The actor now fits a little bit better. You could not Im- imagine Ed Norton in Thor Ragnarok no. No. doing what Mark and Ruffalo I love could do. Edward Norton, right? And I and I liked him as the the Incredible Hulk, but he is no no. What's but I just Mark feel Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I feel bad for that movie because I still think that was a. Fairly decent movie. Yeah, I did know. like the Hulk. So this, by the way, is a friend of mine on uh, his Facebook ranked all twenty-two Marvel movies to date, mm-hmm. um, and then he put them in different categories. So you got the bad, the meh, the good, the worthy, and the best. I like and my you, categories better. <laughs> yeah, you did have good categories. If you go to the Geek Out <laughs> the podcast on um, Facebook, you can participate and rank them and tell us. Uh, what you what you think? But. You can also like the page, join the group, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, The Incredible Hulk is like a great example of how these movies have to work both with like action um, and set pieces as well as character. And I think that's the only because the the action is quite sweet. Like mm-hmm. when he's fighting all those tanks and everything, and the yeah, that scene on the university and field. Yeah, that's and a like, great scene. Tim Roth, that was we saw that way before we saw Captain America do his thing, right? So mm-hmm. Tim Roth kind of was like he was working at like he was fighting at Captain America level there right. when he was fighting against the Hulk, and right. he was doing all sorts of things. And you're thinking, how is this small guy gonna fight this big guy? But like he's flipping over him, and he was in his gun, and that that was a pretty badass. Yeah, thing. it just yeah. doesn't feel like it belongs in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's why it's at the because bottom. of if it was, the other aspect yeah. of the movie, which is the character. If we're talking about just movies right. alone yeah. and ranking each movie, it's probably better than a couple of them. All right. 
Yeah. It does now because they have uh, William Hurt show up in a couple more movies. Yeah, you know that's right. That's no. That's I think totally he was like true. strong enough to, that that you know that jabroni got back. snapped. He's a great <laughs> Thunderbolt <laughs> Ross. I agree. Don't we all wish that? All right. So you can go to the Facebook deal and look if you love lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Facebook deal. That's a good call. Um, the other thing that I wanted to also mention, it's kind of in relation to Captain Marvel and and Avengers um, Infinity War, really, is um, I think what one of the things that we're going to actually see. I, like, I don't think the pager going off is the first that Captain Marvel is hearing about the, you know, the decimation. No. And Thanos, even. I think, I strongly believe that we, because we never saw that scene, there, you know, the part where Thanos actually gets the Power Stone off of uh, Xandar. So he pretty much kind of destroyed Xandar, right? And he got that Power Stone. I kind of think what's probably going to happen, they're going to show this, is that Captain Marvel was their first line of defense on Xandar, and she lost to Thanos. I think we're probably going to see her lose in this. I don't want to hear any more of your theories, Brian, because they all sound like that's what's going to happen. I feel like you're spoiling the movie for I know, and you know, there's there's a lot of things, like when I was watching Captain Marvel, I I remember... we're making that theory that I thought like, oh, Nick Fury is going to get visited and he's going to find out all the things that's going to happen leading up to the snap. Mm-hmm. Part of me was kind of disappointed that it didn't happen, but at the same time, it was like, I still enjoy the movie. That's why I kind of do these things. Do you know what? Let me um, make a case, not to be completely contradicting you constantly, Brian, but let me just say- Oh, more lunch. This, <laughs> why I think maybe that won't be the case is that um, where was Captain Marvel during the events of Guardians of the Galaxy in that case? Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that um, as much as they set up Ronan and her to kind of have an animosity between each other, like she can't have spent the last twenty years just chasing him from evil scheme to evil scheme, like a you know Saturday morning serial evil cartoon villain, mm-hmm. right? And punching each other and then uh, getting away at the last second, like Doctor Claw. You know, Ronan I think probably did his own thing with Xandar and that whole thing, and probably Captain Marvel was out doing maybe even like different or bigger things, right? And that's why maybe she's not involved and why, because I mean, oh, we all know that Captain Marvel. Is as soon as she shows up, Thanos is toast. <laughs> right? So, like, so there's no... I don't think they would have had it. That, that's that's oh, the art. reason why I think, like, they might show her losing to Thanos because... They one in uh, Captain Marvel, they don't really clearly define her powers. I'm I'm with even some of the most misogynistic negative reviews. I, they you know they say that, and I I agree with that point. Is that this movie wasn't about defining Captain Marvel's powers necessarily? It was about defining Carol Danvers as a person and her being able to live up to those those powers. Right. Um, so at, at uh, by the same token, it was also not about defining her weaknesses and you know where she's a little bit flawed and where right. she's not the most you know unstoppable person in the MCU. Okay. She probably can be stopped. And we were even talking about this. She has the power of one Infinity Stone. Thanos has six, so that's still a very tough thing to beat. Yeah. Thor could beat him because he had you know the thing you know he had Stormbreaker, which was molded out of the same you know uh, thing that was used to make the the gauntlet. So yeah. he has that you know kind of like thing that puts him up to that line. Yeah. Right. And Scarlet Witch, like part of her power comes from from the the, the Mind what, Stone. No, no, the red one. What's oh, the, the, oh, the, oh, reality right, the, the reality stone? Oh no, no, wait. 
No, oh, the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone. The yellow oh, one. Oh, yeah, the Mind Stone, because then that's why Vision, but vi- like the Mind Stone was keeping him alive. So yeah. it's like, that's why Captain Marvel is the most powerful, because not only does her power come from an Infinity Stone that she's like harnessed, it's also not setting her back because like Vision wasn't ultimately powerful because that stone was also keeping him alive. So he couldn't use all of that power. And then Thor, like it's in his, it's in Stormbreaker. Like, so it's not him that has it. So yeah, I, I still think it's going to be a with our powers combined. Yeah, totally. They're all going to hold hands. Mm-hmm. Avengers assemble yeah. mm-hmm. and hold hands. Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin. This is a, sig- a significant trailer, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, see a lot more, uh, a lot less CG and a lot more live action. It opens with the whole street rat chase scene. Okay, I thought that that street rat chase scene, though, I thought that looked faker than the genie. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that was, I was... Uh, the parkour? Yeah, yeah, I really liked the parkour no, a lot. it looks so fake. It was like, they just like digitally edited out all the wires. It looks so bad. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's parkour. That that's so legit. Bad. And that's when kind he, of when all he comes I want. in the window there, it's awful. I don't like it. Get rid. Oh, curse oh, and get one. rid here. I totally disagree. I think I think it looks real. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, or maybe Aladdin, the... you're supposed to be hot. Why are you dirty? Why He's is handsome. Jafar sexy? I don't know. Google sexy Jafar. Don't See, do that. No, I don't really do like the. Uh, that's what I want in action movies: is like real people and stuntmen. But do you think doing that looks real so things? Fake? It looked so fake to me. It, it did didn't not look, look real. I, it looks no, CGI. It looked fake to me. No, <laughs> looks legit. It looks like they parkour. CGI'd his parkour. I don't know. Uh, there's 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 two things to me. Like there's one there's one jump that looks a little assisted, and definitely the jump with the rope in, from the yeah. rooftop down in is uh, is is uh, you know assisted, and they probably took the harness. Yeah, out for of sure. Him, but that's not and no more assisted than any other action movie. No, yeah. no, no. Like I said, I, I, so I don't I don't mind. No, that so it much. has like a weird. All right, weird jump to it. Whatever aside, this trailer. Made me want to watch the movie. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm on board now. I think they did well with the genie here. Yeah. I'm not as worried as I was before. I was very worried. Even the like CGI floating genie stuff looks a lot better. Like, yeah, That's as much as I was, I was screaming saying, about like, it, like unfinished CGI. It was before, unfinished CGI. Yeah, they do be. that. They movies do that a lot. They they release footage that's not a hundred percent complete just because they want to get a trailer out soon. Yeah. Well, with this one, they've completely redeemed themselves. The thing that I, like, watching this that I realized is, you know, I was excited for Will Smith to be the genie. I thought, like, you know, nobody, who's going to follow Robin Williams, you know, all of that stuff. But then I remembered, because they do Friend Like Me uh, in the background, I remember, oh, yeah. Will Smith is also a singer, mm-hmm. right? So he's totally. like the perfect, like, it's he's going to put his own vibe on it, and he's going to sing the songs, and I'm very, very excited. Before any of this came out, like when I just heard that it was Will Smith that was going to be the genie, that was sort of the first thing I thought about was the, the vocal ranges. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, I thought about him as an actor, that's but That's the first totally and only thing I thought of. And the thing is, I have not had as much confidence in this movie since that time. My mm. confidence has dipped mm. further and further, and for, unfortunately for me, th- this this. Tra- trailer is not doing it for me like it's not I just, no i'm just i'm still not really feeling it uh at all like i just don't wow, see bud. the need for it um i don't know aladdin was a fantastic uh movie the original and uh 
and a horrible yet fantastic 32-bit uh, PC game. And uh, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, this is on, like, just Sega what Genesis more do you want so here, good. bud? You got yeah. Magic Carpet rides. You what got I'm... Do you trust me? You got parkour. What, 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 what else do you need? What I want is for this not to need to be done. Like I just, you know, it's like um, Beauty and the Beast. It's just the necessity of it escapes me still. I'm. You know what? I'm usually with you on that, but this one for is getting me right where I itch for some whatever reason. And uh, this trailer makes it look like it's going to be maybe not shot for shot for shot remake, but um, a closer adaptation than we've seen before with even Jungle Book or Beauty and the Beast. And I really like it. It's, it's This, to me, looks like it's hitting all the exact same story beats of Aladdin, which worked so well. The pacing of that movie is great. The, like... The ins and outs and ups and downs and the songs and everything. And this is nailing it and just doing what I want from these live action movies, which is just making it bigger, fleshing it out, and making it with modern technology and uh, live action. It I want to. You make phenomenal. a good point. You make I, a good point. I think it looks so fun. To mm-hmm. Bud's point, and, and now I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying yes, I'm actually pretty sold on this myself. Thanks to this trailer? Um, yeah, mo- yeah, a lot thanks to this trailer. But to Bud's point, um, uh, a guy on our Facebook page, uh, Jeff, he had uh, he had posted a good description or a good review of the trailer, and he did also mention that like it might have been in Disney's best interest financially if they had maybe thought of instead of remaking, spending uh, like millions of dollars to remake a lot of these movies in live action mm-hmm. to re-release some of these older classics in theaters do a limited release like i would i would be first in line to take my kid to see the cartoon version of aladdin right. yes. on a big screen yeah. little, same little thing mermaid. with the lion king little Absolutely. mermaid yeah cuz now it's it's your opportunity to show these and and this is what i do with my kids is that well well when the dvd becomes available or something's on netflix or something mm-hmm. i'll show it to them i was like you guys gotta watch this yeah. movie oh, yeah. that's how i got my kids into mary poppins right it was totally like, but the thing is the, the, the theater experience is i don't know it's bigger it's more you know your your attention is focused a lot more you're, very much you're, so, you know yeah. you're you're giving it more of its due yeah. in the theater and so yeah i think a theater re-release of the original uh, animated films would be brilliant and you can go back as far as you want because i know i'll still sit and watch like sleeping beauty is a beautiful film absolutely and holds musically up, and, and uh it's classic too and what what bothers me about more modern um, animated features, and especially like uh, um, uh, if companies that aren't Disney do this a lot, they shove in a lot of like topical joke shit, pop culture things. Fuck, yeah. does that bother me? Yeah. So I won't watch that trash. Like Minions, it dates it immediately. That. Yeah, you know? it does. Whereas the Disney stuff is more, um, you know. And it's funny though, Aladdin might be the. Um, the exception there because of Robin Williams nonstop pop culture references but they're often a lot of like they're not of the time they're not a lot of 90s references yeah there's like there's like Ed Sullivan and stuff well I didn't know who Ed Sullivan was when I was 10 years old watching it but uh, you kind of grow up with it and it was for the parents I guess absolutely absolutely yeah another thing that really sold me in this trailer is um uh, what I loved in the original cartoon as well was like there was a real buddy buddy thing between Aladdin and the genie that really worked for that movie. And in this movie, I'm seeing hints of it that is even better. Mm-hmm. Like Will Smith is such a good, you know, all powerful best chum to this guy that I think that's going to be a really strong aspect of this movie. And I can't wait to well, see Well, Aladdin it. has to be really likable because oh, yeah. his every single one of his relationships in the animated film, you just like. 
you had that buddy buddy thing. Yes. Saying so. Yeah. yeah. That's very important. Like, really, as much as we said, Will Smith as the genie is very important. Mm-hmm. Aladdin has to be very likable. Totally. Yeah, you you have to root for him. Yeah. Yeah. Root for the street rat. I'm on board. It made me cry. I got chills when the Magic Carpet Ride music came on. Yeah. Whole new world. Really? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, that's my barometer. Is that if I if I start like leaking tears, <laughs> like I know it's going to be a good thing. Isn't that funny? Because that is the point where I checked out. Because I, I Magic Carpet Ride and the 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 the, the remake the remake of the song and maybe that's it. Maybe mm. I'm just holding too tightly to my feelings on the original original. I'm just like, oh God, of course you're gonna have to redo all the songs and it won't be as good. And so I don't know. Maybe I'm just too much of a nostalgianist. I don't know what the word I'm nostalgia purist. Maybe sure. Maybe yeah, interesting. Yeah, hard to say. So Captain Marvel uh, had a fantastic opening weekend, the biggest of 2019, $153. No, wait, $153 million, million dollars. Fantastic opening. Uh, Brie Larson showed up at some theaters um, because her cup was, her face was on the cup, which is hilarious. She's, I love her comedic, I don't know, she, I think she's a great um casual sort of comedic kind of character uh-huh. and yeah movie was huge i'm still kind of buzzed about it mm-hmm. i'm i still yeah fantastic movie um i went back like i was posting about this on um the podcast group but like i totally forgot that brie larson was in scott pilgrim versus the world she is what yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, who? Envy Adams. She's the one that... Are you kidding me? Yeah, so at the Battle of... Uh, it's not the Battle of Maidenhead, but maybe it oh, is. Chris Evans is in that movie, too. She is the lead singer of the band, and they actually... Wait, they what? They sing a metric song. What? And she's so good. I've had it stuck in my head all week. Like, I am watching my DVD voice, this weekend. She is first amazing. Thing. That's incredible. I'm just like such wow. a fan. Hey, you didn't like Chris so, Evans is in that movie too. She can't yeah, be in it for very long what? then. She is. She's blowing she's my mind. She's Scott Pilgrim's ex-girlfriend. Oh my God. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. um, can wow. I say, last week I was like, uh, guys, what's the rewatchability going to be of Captain Marvel? Are we really going to want to see this movie? Movie again, I kind of want to watch it again already. <laughs> and you know what really is bringing me into it back? Goose the cat. God bless that orange little fucker. I love him so much. I've been thinking about his flirting scenes so much. I want to go back and rewatch the performance of those four fuzzy toe bean fuckers. I love cats. Wow. Yes, you do. I uh, and I love Goose. He was so good in that movie. Uh, obviously, the movie didn't uh, it didn't get hurt by any of those stupid. Uh, review reviewers, bombs, review know. bombs. Yeah. If anything, that probably brought more attention to the movie. If you think about it, right? Well, what I kept Likely. on saying to them though is when they were like, "Go see Alita: Battle Angel," because that was their whole thing. That like, was. It, yeah. I felt like they were like Russian bots almost at that point because they were just like, "Don't see this." They're just shilling. See Alita: Battle Angel again. I was like, "This is strange." Um, but what I kept that was all Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he behind the so Robert accounts. Rodriguez's robots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just kept on thinking to myself, "I'm like, well, how." fun watching Endgame without seeing Captain Marvel dummies. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, there was already a pretty, you know, galvanized feminist force behind Captain Marvel to begin with because it's the first female-fronted Marvel movie. 
And so for a bunch of all you really need, the final piece of that puzzle really is a bunch of angry, stupid keyboard warrior dudes to hate on it. And then that just like reinforces that force even more. It's like, oh, fuck these assholes. We're going even more to see it. But then the other thing that I when I was uh, listening to our podcast last week and I was like, I don't know if I like this is all of the comparisons that I'm hearing now to Wonder Woman. And we kind of got into that trap last week that we were comparing it to Wonder Woman. And I'm sitting back. I'm thinking, why? Why? Why are we comparing this to Wonder Woman? Just and Wonder Woman too- uh, Gal Gadot congratulated. She me. did that. She sent out like a tweet with like the cutest um, cartoon drawing of like Wonder Woman and Captain America. Yes. They're like thumbs upping each Aww, other. Oh, that's adorable. So what's your so obviously why, the obvious why? comparison is because these are the lone two female fronted superhero movies in their individual universes. So why wouldn't we compare them? Because two? they're nothing alike. They're just two females. Are you gonna like compare like Iron Man to? I don't know. Art made a list about them. Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all they the do time. Get compared though. All, all the time. time. They always get compared. No, they don't. The, the I rich, don't think the they rich do. guys that don't have any superpowers that uh, use their smarts to. See, and that's a comparison, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's not a gender specifically. Like it's, it's not, just. It's just like no, no. When are we going to talk but about? But that's the, the thing. I think that's that's because we if you're might compare too, any movie to Wonder Woman. You should be comparing Captain America because those both take place in world wars. We do. Right. I think for their individual aspects, we can compare them to different things. And I think them being female-fronted movies is enough to compare the two of them. Are we supposed to ignore that that's the fact about these two movies? I don't think it should be the go-to comparison. No. I I don't think so either. And I didn't want that to be my comparison last week. Well, your comparison was actually to Superman. That's right. And then I compared it to other superheroes, too. I'm not calling you out on it. I'm just saying that like in the last week, I've read a lot of people being like, well, it's not as good as Wonder Woman. I'm like, why is Wonder Woman the barometer? Just because it's a female. Like, it could be any movie. You don't have to compare it to Wonder Woman. Like, is it my place to ask when are we going to talk about the the biggest male-fronted movies of 2019? Because it's like, it just just sort of feels like, it sounds ridiculous when you turn it around that way. Mm -hmm. Because... For the most part, they're still in the minority. The, the, uh, again, 20 movies, and we finally get a female one. I don't that's know. That's, that's why. Compare. We compare Batman and Iron Man because they're the two billionaires, right? When things have similarities that, that makes sense, yeah. and are unique to each other, that's why there's a comparison. That's but, why. Yeah, but they're just ladies. So you're not comparing ladies. Captain, <laughs> okay, Captain America with the Incredible Hulk. Oh, the Incredible Hulk. With Captain America, yeah, Captain America was better. Like, why would you? you just, they're both guys. And they both have superpowers. That's yeah, right. I see this. Yeah, I, I just think we right. were comparing the reactions to the, each movie. I think yeah, that's. that's right. I, I think that's part. <laughs> anyway, speaking about that. Um, so, what about uh, Brie Larson's time travel powers? Hey. Yeah, this I was love incredible. that so much. <laughs> to, bir- to bird's eye view this, before the movie came out, Samuel L. Jackson had this throwaway line of Captain Marvel has the power of time travel, and we find out that this was a complete and utter lie. He's he like, I was just fucking around. Up. Oh, my God. I <laughs> and I know what? I wish I had said it out loud because at the time I thought, like, it's not going to be the case. Uh, it would have came across yeah. as more just time travel shitting by me. But yeah, at the time I knew it was uh, beyond that. I knew it was Samuel L. Jackson fucking around and not knowing. Yeah, you know, and see, the thing is, too, what I heard or and I read about it, I was like, huh, that seems like a really weird spoiler to give away. Huge spoiler. 
really weird thing, but I was like, gets me closer to lunch though, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what's right. Like, if that was true, like that would be a massive, massive bomb, and probably Samuel L. Jackson would have gotten in trouble for that. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing: it's happened before in the history of Marvel movies where people have let things slip. Right. Later on, it was intentional, but initially it was because it was people just kind of messing up and saying <laughs> these things. So right. stirred the whole nerd world up. And it just turns out to be bull. It also still could happen, because if she can travel at light speed, <laughs> she technically would be able to time travel. I think it actually bolsters my point. Is like Time travel is such a stupid, hacky, dumb thing that that's the one that Samuel L. Jackson said he could do without actually knowing. All right. All right. All right. All right. Can't wait to win. I'm going to win. What are we going to eat that day? Oh, uh, guys. <laughs> steak and lobster. <laughs> okay, so we're oh, almost... Oh, but oh, one yep. more thing on yep. Captain Marvel... Brian, in Age of Ultron, mm -hmm. a thing happens. Oh, yes. Let's talk about this thing. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, okay, yeah. There's a theory floating around, which is Let's fucking reference, hilarious. Let's reference the movie so, first. In Captain Marvel, Nick Fury is basically supposed to answer a bunch of questions to prove that he's not a Skrull. And she, an she asks him a bunch of questions, and then she's like, say one thing about yourself that you wouldn't say to anybody that nobody would know about you. And he says, if toast is cut diagonally, uh -huh. I can't eat it. Which was a very fucking funny line. Yeah, yeah. great Because it's line. just like, it's, it's what we loved about Samuel L. Jackson in the movie. He's just very light, mm -hmm. very light character. But... In a scene in Age of Ultron, this guy on Reddit <laughs> found that when he goes to visit the Avengers at Clint Barton's house, <laughs> he's making himself a sandwich, and he fucking cuts the toast diagonally. Dun, dun. Fury is a scroll. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a fucking scroll, and you know it. <laughs> oh, man. I okay, couldn't well, believe. Is it? Toast or was it just sandwich bread? Oh, let's not. Okay. I know. I know. There's a difference. There's a There's a clear difference. There's here. a massive wow. difference. Could have been diagonally cutting raw raw toast. Sure. <laughs> because if it's toast, <laughs> raw toast is bread. Yes. You don't call it. Uh, it's yes. not in between two <laughs> pieces. Toast. Of course, it's just. There's a difference. There is what we're trying to say. There is a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And also, in episode two F O nine, when Itchy plays Scratchy Skeleton like a xylophone, he strikes the same rib twice. In I do not. Have a shirt called Genius at Work. Really different tones. I mean, are we to believe this is some kind of magic? Holy fuck! For Comic Con, we got to get shirts that say Genius, Genius at, at Work. work. <laughs> this thing has gone so off the rails. I can't even believe it. I wouldn't put it past Nick Fury though to hire a few scrolls and be like, "Hey, can you be my lookalike just in case somebody tries to fucking off me?" Interesting. That's a Nick Fury thing to do. That's, That's pretty badass. Totally. Well, yeah. if we get Ben Mendelsohn in Avengers Endgame, I'm all for. Oh, yeah, let's oh, do it. That'd be, be a cool great excuse right? to have yeah, him in there. I bet you get to yeah. I hope Goose the Cat comes back. I love that cat. <laughs> <laughs> I read somewhere that uh, Goose the Cat has been a good ambassador for ginger cats everywhere. Aw, yay. Yes, it has, because I don't care for ginger cats. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, I'm not, not a fan. Okay. Not, not a fan. So... Oh. Um, the other thing that I wanted weird. to correct myself I'm a is cat, man. I felt like a bit of an intergalactic racist because I said that uh, Kree are typically bad and uh, the Skrulls are good <gasps> in the last Brian. podcast. Brian. That's not necessarily the case. We even see that uh, that there is a good Kree in Marvel. Yeah, there are good Kree, and uh, the Skrulls aren't all good. That's just that particular subsect of Skrulls. But if you actually read the Secret Wars. Uh, which is about 
the Skrull invasion mm-hmm. on Earth, and you know we find out that some of our favorite superheroes were actually Skrulls, and they kidnapped the real superheroes, tied them up, and put them in a chest, a la um, Mad Eye Moody. Mad Eye Moody. Jeez, what? Uh, oh, wow. I like that. So Crossover. yeah, so we also could see. This is something that I said to Art. Like I think episode two of this podcast, and right. he got so fucking mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> what, there the is Captain a scene. America? Yeah, there is a scene in Captain America: Civil War where he goes up to uh, Baron Zemo, and Baron Zemo is behind that uh, pane of glass, and he says, "I spent all this time studying all of you and studying who you are, and one thing I didn't realize was that there's a little bit of green in the blue of your eyes." Oh, Captain America's a fucking scrub. Dun, dun, dun. That, could, that could also be uh, you could also look into that and be like okay well he's just trying to say that you're imperfect you're not perfect yeah because that's what Captain America is. Or, or he's a fucking Skrull! Or he's a Skrull. You know what? I'm almost mad that Skrulls are introduced and they're like, we could be anyone at any time. Because just like time travel, I can be a very <laughs> hacky it's thing true. right? to retcon a thing and be like, nope, it was a Skrull all along. Well, in the comic books, aren't uh. the, and, and stop me if I'm wrong here, Boytano. Some of the scrolls just got so into character and forgot they were a scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just continued to be Captain America. Oh, well, that's such wild. a lazy way to insert a twist into a story. Mm-hmm. It's, in, it's incredible. Do not, comic books are incredible, though. Like, do you to think come up with that? This is where comic books go off the fucking rails <laughs> and it's, when it's they run out of yeah. ideas and they have to like. It's very similar to uh, why they will never in the movies. Uh, draw from the clone saga from Spider-Man. Do you yeah. guys remember that? Yeah. Again, a, like a twisty thing that they just said like Spider-Man's been a clone for the last 30 years oh. and it was just like brutal. Yeah, Huge funny. twist. What they that's what they wanted, right? Oh, what a crazy twist and our minds are all bugaboo, but instead the reaction was, what the fuck? That's stupid. That's hacky. That's lazy way to insert a twist 30 years down the line to make think, the last 30 years more interesting. Do you think then that so if Captain America survives Endgame somehow he, he just retires. If he does and he just retires mm-hmm. and you know maybe shows up here and there at like smaller parts in the movie. Do you ever think because of how big this was a few years ago, they would pull off that comic book storyline where Captain America was Hydra all along? <laughs> oh my god! Wait, did that piss people off? Oh did my you? god! It did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that the, the whole comic book world just where oh. Steve Rogers said, "Hail Hydra!" Yeah. Oh Awful. boy. Yeah. No, that's, see, that is the same type of thing. No good. Nobody Get wants rid. that. No, fart. The first fart in this podcast. Somebody has quote unquote discovered the run times of the all the episodes in uh, the final season, season eight of Game of Thrones, and they go between fifty four minutes and eighty minutes, and that's about it. And we were all expecting longer movie length uh, episodes. How true is that? That was somebody pulling off the source code of a website or something. Oh or? yeah, then fuck it. Because I'll be honest, uh, the run times that you gave us uh, in that email, bud, yeah. uh, like first episode was like 54 minutes. I was pretty disappointed. That does seem ridiculously... 53 is not good enough? That's just regular. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, that's, the first episode oh, we in a new season... was going to be at about an hour and a half. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we keep we kept getting told that they were going to be like movie length feature, yeah, yeah, features. But I'm okay with that. When I saw that bar graph of like the way they get progressively longer and everything, and there's a bar. Who made a bar internet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, Geniuses at <laughs> work made that bar graph. Thank you very much. So if if this is the way it, it shakes down as they get progressively longer and everything, I'm totally fine with that. So Do you think every single one is going to be 90 minutes? Or thereabouts. I mean, a mm. because it's because it's HBO, they don't have to conform to a particular you know uh, minute count. But th- all this is a lot shorter than I was expecting, just with the rumors beforehand. But again, mm-hmm. what what confirmation do we have of this? Not much. So yeah. fair enough. So then let's move on to then uh, uh, George R. R. Martin coming out this week and saying that there may be discrepancies between the TV finale and his book. Yeah, because you think? the TV finale the TV exists. finale exists before his book and like <laughs> no, it just exists. Well, wow. <laughs> he's never gonna write this fucking book. Is this him distancing himself from like anything that happens here from now on in Game of Thrones? Not if me, you don't like me. it, it's not his problem. Well, I would do that too if I procrastinated. Well, you know? you know? Can you imagine if after the finale comes out, he's just like, "Now I know you're all waiting for Winds of Winter, but I'm kind of done with this. Uh. So next, I'm gonna put out a series of short novels about a mystery-solving teenager <laughs> in the 1950s." <laughs> based on my own life. You I know, think he's saying that like uh, he wants to make some money, right? Like if everybody's seen like I will obviously still read Winds of Winter, but if everybody's seen the movie like that that there goes like he could have made so much money if he had just released Winds of Winter before Game of Thrones ended. Because it feels you know like he's just realizing be, that now if he's saying well, that. You know like, what happened? I think we're going to change things yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and last year, um, Robert Kirkman, who, of course, um, writes The Walking Dead, yeah. he came out and like basically did this big thing where he was like, hey, uh, George R.R. Martin, you could be fucking making bank off your books. Like, don't let them... Don't let them finish the TV show before you finish your book. Oh, really? And uh, and then like Kirkman was like, that's why we've changed. Uh, at least that's what he said. That's why we've changed Walking Dead so much from the comics, and we kind of like go in and out of Two the storyline there oh. because then we're not losing any money. And I don't know, maybe George R. R. Martin took that to heart and was like, oh yeah, I could be <laughs> making money from these books. I don't care for that at all because this is a series that was started based off books. It's telling a story. It should tell the same story all the way through. What I'll say though is that like already we know from the seasons that have been released that we don't have a book from is that there are already discrepancies. Oh yeah. We're all the way through the whole series, oh, right? Oh sure. And there's massive things that are going on in the book series that are just not happening in the show mm-hmm. because whether those are um, what's the thing that like misleads you one way and it's like a misdirection? Yeah, yeah, red herring. Okay, yeah, sure. misdirection or red herring. So I don't know. There's like this whole thread in the books about young Griff, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be like another Targaryen, who's more, who's getting like a better claim on the throne than Daenerys or yeah. whatever, and it's has massive implications in the book. So I all we all know that like George R. R. Martin sat the dudes down, them two dudes that do the show, Benioff and Wise. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> and then was just like, here's what happens. Here's how it ends. And f- I'm sure fleshed it out quite well for them, but uh, there's there's going to be a lot of times I'm sure that they looked at that and were just like, all right, well the young Griff thing that turns out to be, you know, almost nothing. So chop that entire storyline. This is too complicated. Chop, chop, chop. But well, those things like are- Tyrion has dragon scale in the books, right? 
What? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. He do? Yeah. He does. He do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's he do that have dragon scale in the books. Uh, yeah. So there you go. It's that type of discrepancies likely that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It's like a few things obviously are going to be different. They're going to get to places in a different way. Burp, burp, burp. Do you mean grayscale? Like the, the thing? Yeah. The dread? Yeah, sure. yeah, okay. Dragon scale. Grayscale. No, he's in black and white. No, okay. there's differences now in the books and the TV show, so oh. I can call it whatever I want. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dragonscale. So, he, so <laughs> Dragonscale is different from Grey? No, 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 no it's, it's the same thing. Neat. I just called it the wrong thing. But it makes you look like a dragon, sort of. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, according to an article, Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show... You know, you sound like a news guy. ...will be set... <laughs> In the second age, dun, which is dun, dun. incredible. You, Why? You got to read newscasts like that sometime. <laughs> like, I think the I man I, yeah. was hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, second Age, why is this incredible? Yeah, why are you so Of course so it's incredible. This? this is like, I want to know a lot about the Second Age that, you know, you just, it's like legend, lore, when you're uh, when you're reading about the Third Age and Lord of the Rings and you're like, man, I want to hear about the the Elven Wars and the, all that sort of stuff. The Second Age of Middle-Earth. Yeah, the Second just, Stage. Just to clarify. Yeah, the Second Age of Middle-Earth. So I think that's awesome. Like, I don't, and here's why. Oh. Because those characters, to me, at least when you're reading about them in the appendices and whatever like that, and Which I get I it, there's no there's no place there to flesh out character and all that, but they seem very just like stoic, and he stoically drank a glass of water, and then he stoically declared war, and then he stoically went and did it. You know, it's like it's all just... Okay. No, These no, great no. Great kings doing wondrous great yeah, things. Yeah, because the second age was like the age of men and elves, yeah. right? And that's why they're not really as represented in the next, in the third age, right? So the reason why the stories that we love or the stories we love is because of those characters that have a lot more personality. Dwarves, hobbits, wizards. Okay. Okay, the men are there. I mean, like, just imagine Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit if it was just, you know, all those other characters were stripped away and it was just Aragorn and Boromir talking mightily at each other and then Elrond shows up to be like, none shall pass or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, I want the humor and the personality and the character that comes from those other races. That's why I think this is going to be boring. I don't know. I like the idea of the elves and their wars. I love that. The Gilgalad, you know, that that run army. I just I loved it. I, every time they like brought it up in the in uh in the Lord of the Rings, I was like, "Man, take me back to the second age." So, boom. The fact that this is going to be in the second age, bring it. Sure. They're epic set pieces for flashbacks and to set up, you know, bigger things happening in the world, but I don't know. No character there. I'm going to be... Anyway, there's going to be a young Sauron, I guess, possibly in it. Sauron? Sauron? Maybe. He was around back then. Oh, yeah. that would be interesting. The, the second age ends with that big battle yeah, um, right. right where they defeat Sauron for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the sword is broken. The last alliance, yeah. right. Yeah. And Sauron, for much of the second age, is in his The Deceiver uh, body, which is he's very, very pretty. Anyways, I think there's a lot of tales there that uh, need to be told. So yeah. I'm in. I'm in. So I uh, have been trying to watch this movie. The trailer came out. There's, it's a Peter Jackson movie 
where London, among other cities, has been mounted on wheels and has claws and and gaping jaws and uh, harpoons and it, they call it they call it municipal Darwinism, where basically if you're the bigger city on wheels, you eat smaller cities on wheels and you take you enslave you take their people and you take their technology and it was called Mortal Engines and the trailer it just looked. Whoa! And Peter Jackson wrote part of the screen uh, the screenplay. This came from a, a 2001 novel by a guy named Philip Philip uh, Reeve. There was a, something called the 60 the 60 minute war, and then suddenly London is on wheels, and it's this crazy dystopian. This thing. So Peter Jackson's on the bill. It starred Hugo Weaving. Um, you know, cities on wheels with guns and harpoons. Uh, it was scored by Junkie XL, uh, Tom Tom Holkenborg. He did Mad Max Fury Road and The Amazing Spider Man Two and Deadpool, Batman vs Superman, and The Lead Battle Battle Angel. And with all that, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Wait, are we in the recommendation section? Sorry, right yeah, we're uh, reviews and recommendations. I, oh, it's a review. Okay, I was like, that did not sound like a recommendation. Sorry, this is sorry. a TV show or a movie. Sorry, this is a movie. A movie. movie. Yeah, a movie that came out last year. Oh, in theaters, you didn't know. No, yeah, you were too busy watching Ready Player One. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, actually, could have been oh. awesome. You didn't see it? No. Do you um, want to borrow it? Yeah. We can do this later. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me too, please. Anyway, um, I, think it, I think it's on, it's Crave, on Crave TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get yeah, around to some, it. Yeah, some good moments, some good acting. I always love Hugo Weaving doing anything. That guy could read from the from the dictionary. Sure, yeah. Interesting. Oh. Um, you, Sorry. Okay, that was interesting. Uh, she loves dictionaries. Of, I guess so. <laughs> um, Those are the books with words in them. They are the books with the words in them, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, some neat ideas. Uh yeah, it just uh, it didn't really coalesce to me. There was a lot of various things happening, and there were a number of things that were not necessarily explained very well, and probably would have maybe if I'd read the novel. The, the, there's a quartet of novels. Uh, maybe it would have made more sense. So yeah, just standing on its own, pretty cool. I don't know if I'd watch it again or recommend it. Yeah, interesting. I wonder. It clearly didn't do well at box office. No, no, flopped. Right. Made bunch less than it was to produce. Oh boy! Um, and that that counts it officially as a flop. So yeah, um, it's got to be. I think part of that is going to be this like crazy premise that like is not cities eating cities. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, monster trucks this weekend. No, Wouldn't you like to see monster trucks with cities. Oh. I thought you, sorry. I thought you meant the movie. Monster oh, that trucks. horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you Paul's did. Like, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, fascinating concept. Yeah, fascinating and original, yep. and things that I usually want out of movies. But it also sounds like well, weird. Thing you describing it to me does not make me want to go. Yeah, see. no, it wasn't really. You know, and they had this weird thing where something happens, London goes over a speed bump or something. Maybe it was another city, and you know, so things are constantly moving on this giant mounted city, and like things are so it's like a small earthquake, and they're like save the deities, and a couple people run up to these metal statues of minions and stop them from falling off a pedestal so weird things like that that i do not get at all you know and this is set far in the future and we're talking about the age of screens and it's set up much like the royal bc museum where you have all these things from different decades and iphones are in there and whatnot so and it's it's a lot about like old tech is being collected and destroyed not really spoiler alert um and you know because old tech is bad and yeah it's very sort of crosses a lot of Genres and lines and but really just like fair, fair, yeah. All right, okay. But I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is something I just heard about called Love, Death, and Robots. 
Uh, it was screened at South by Southwest. David Fincher, Tim Miller. Uh, this is a series of 18 animated shorts. And this reminds me a lot of the Animatrix. Um, oh. Do we all know about the Animatrix? I enjoyed yeah. it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So this was a series of nine animated short films that came out in 2003. Uh, I guess it was between The Matrix and The Matrix Reloaded, I think. Yeah. Um, hugely fantastic films. Like, I don't know, I, I, would I say they're influential on me? Like, I can quote and remember so many bits of all these different films. Last Flight of the, the Osiris? Final Flight was, of the Osiris. Uh, Final Flight oh, of the Osiris? Yeah. Like, and it uh, was pretty groundbreaking at the time for computer animation. Yeah, that was a fully CG so movie. incredible. Told a really important portion of the story which we got to in The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, um, yeah brilliantly, fa- fantastically well done. And then, yeah, animations in all sorts of different styles styles, um, you know, some CG, some hand-drawn, and d- just, like, different levels of the, uh, of the, of the, the arts. Some were very sketchy, sketch-like, and this is kind of what Love, Death, and Robots looks like, and I'm going to link to the trailer in the show notes. I just, you know what? I just need to warn you to be prepared that it is a crazy, frenetic assault on your senses. There are so many cuts. There is so much music. There's just a lot going on in this trailer. And besides the premise of Love, Death, and Robots, I, those are fascinating things to me. Um, yeah, this, these, these, uh, these shorts look really interesting. Are these all, Kristen, what you just handed to me, this is all scenes from Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah. Is that Hitler with... <laughs> with some boobs? With boobs? Yeah. Well, it does uh, involve some love kay. and some death and some robots and a lot of those things squished together. Wow. Let's have a look. Well, I, you know, yeah. You, you, look, at, you look at the trailer. There is very little for children here. This is a... Is a oh, yeah. That looks like wildly varying styles of animation, bud. Oh and yes, that's kind of like hugely. what the Animatrix was yep. as well. Yeah. Not not that wildly yeah. varying. Oh, and some yeah, and, and some live action. Sorry, in Love, Death, and Robots as well. Like, so where is it? Um, wow, that's a great question. Holy smokes, how did I not figure that? Where did you talk amongst yourselves? Well, I just I saw the trailer, and it comes out on Netflix on March fifteenth. Thank you, thank you, Kirsten. Yeah, so that's tomorrow. Hey, I know what I'm doing. Love, death, and robots. Um, yes, so that's out probably as you hear this podcast. Neat. All right, we'll give it a whirl. Go watch it. Yeah. Go and watch Cartoon Hitler and Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I think that's a, is that a pod? That's Where cool. did art go? Oh, no, before no? the pod. Okay, art is okay. Come see us next Saturday at the Capital City Comic Con. Yes, oh, we were going to get to that. We were definitely going to. I had that written down. Hey, guess what, kids? (laughs) Um, Next Saturday in the Oak Bay Room 2 at 5.30. This is March the 23rd. Yeah. All of us, including Art, who is not here, he just he left. He disappeared. Our, okay. He had to go do Oh, right. Stuff. Work. He got snapped. Yeah. <laughs> Art got <laughs> snapped. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're going to be doing a live pod- podcast recording at the Capital City Comic Con, uh, downtown at the Victoria Conference Center, Oak Bay Room 2. Uh, come and see us. It could be terrible, but hopefully no. hilarious. I think it's um, going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. Definitely going to be fun. Paul's going to buy everyone lunch. And we're... <laughs> no, we're. Can you we're, make us all genius at work T-shirts? No, we're gonna lean right into this. If we have four people show up, that's gonna be really funny. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, our first pod. Man, is that that's gonna? It's next Saturday. That's why I was like next. Whoa, Saturday. yeah, that's Fit- gonna be pod number twenty-four. Holy smokes, that's coming up quick. Yeah. Live pod. Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do a pod next Thursday? Or maybe pod twenty-five? I don't know. No, I guess not. Right, because. 
Well, the we live can. pod will be the pod for next week. Well, I guess we should. We'll figure this it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's figure it out right now. It's this interesting concept. This is a great pod. Uh, thank you for joining the Facebook group. Um, I've been having lots of fun discussions in there uh, with a bunch of people. So thank you for joining the group and liking our page and commenting on geeking out with oh, us. Oh, you see all the comments. Oh, that was so great. On our podcast, on Apple Podcast. Oh yeah, and thank you for uh, rating uh, it, rating and, and reviewing. Um, it, it's huge. It means so much to us, and it's also how other people uh, can find the podcast too. When you rate the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, it lets other people know about it. So thank you so much to the people um, who have left reviews. You guys rock, and you're amazing. And if you want to leave a review, um, leave one, unless it's bad. <laughs> then email us if you yeah then email us oh yes you, email us geek out want, geek out at the zone.fm if you'd like to give any feedback um, about the podcast or the show or any uh, con- constructive criticism we would love to hear that reading but. emails is Paul's favorite activity mm-hmm. okay um, can <laughs> I read can the review a- this is really great do it do it read um, review Sheppy Shep says I'm geeking out over here five stars solid podcast laughing and geeking along with this pod helps make my crap commute a whole lot less of a pain in the glavin. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Live long Shabby and prosper Shabby. emoji. Aww, that's, that's amazing. So good. Thank you. That's really cool. Hey, are we a real podcast? That we kind of feel like a real podcast. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Yay. <laughs> All right, let's hear from another member of the Zone Podcast fam. I hope it's not me. Hey, do you like hockey? Art, I'm talking to you. Do you like hockey? I kind of like hockey. Yeah, I kind of like it too. I also really, really like the Vancouver Canucks, even though they're going through a bit of a rough patch right now. Yeah, they suck. Piss on old-time hockey. You're ruining it. I don't know if that's a nice thing to say, Art. We're trying to get people to listen to our podcast about the Canucks. Well, the thing about our podcast is it's awesome because the Canucks suck. It's fucking embarrassing. Well, it's just awesome regardless. So why don't you give it a listen? Mm Mm-hmm. Where can we find it? iTunes, Podbean, Between the Stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast. Boom. Listen. You can find all the podcasts that The Zone puts out at thezone.fm slash podcast, funny enough. Uh, Chris and James, where can we find you on the internet? On the internet. Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> Art Aronson, where can we find... He's gone. Paul Placido, yeah, where... T- um, uh, d- don't find me on the internet. Just come to the house and we'll chat about it. This extra is really going down in the last couple. Of- yeah. Brian Boitano, where can we find you on the you internet? Online. You can find me at Paul Plastino's oh, Quit Smoking of- Seminar <laughs> at the Sandman <laughs> Inn on Sunday afternoons. Oh, my God. But today I was going to say, like, uh, get rich quick just selling real estate seminar, but I can't do two seminars two weeks in a row. That's that was crazy. crazy. No, no. You that was crazy. Good. I'm Webmeister Bud. I love you all. This has been the Geek Out Podcast. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of the Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.